ladies and gentlemen, and other genders, we are back to our regularly scheduled program because for the past two weeks, I have been so fucking busy, like to the point where the fact that I'm finally recording this right now should tell you I'm genuinely impressed that I can. Okay? Okay, welcome back to the Meatweed Podcast. The last two weeks, I've been in another country. I've been in Mexico. Really far down there, right? But I didn't just go to Mexico. I also went to L.A., San Francisco, not San Francisco, uh, San Diego. There we go. Basically, I traveled around a lot. But, damn, you know? Like, a lot of stuff happened in such a short amount of time. And life, life is good right now. Life is very good. In fact, I'm going to make this, I, I guess, like a part two or part three, multiple part episode, okay? Because it was really good. It was really fun. And I, I would say it, has, it, it had its highs and its lows, you know? There was moments where I wanted to go home. There were moments where I didn't want to leave. There, were this, there was this weird moment where I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I mean, okay, uh, let's just jump into it. All right. I guess the only way to really talk about this is to start from the beginning. So, day one, okay? Day one was pretty simple. We packed our bags and we headed to LA, where my cousin, the host of the Working Boys podcast, lives. We had a great time. But what did we do? You know, what, what, what did we do that was so good? Well, let me tell you, because I've never, I've never experienced something like this before. We went to Smorgasburg. I didn't know what that was. I've never heard of it. My girlfriend has, but I have not. In fact, I sent her pictures while we were there, and she immediately knew. I was... I was impressed. But the amount of food you can get there is astronomical. Like, if you've never been there, uh, it's a special event in LA where you have foods from everywhere, okay? Like, I mean, it's in the name. You know, Smorgasburg. Or I guess the true term is smorgasbord, whatever, it doesn't matter. Basically, you can go there, and you can have literally any kind of food you want. But not, I don't know, I, I, I have this weird, I'm hard to impress, okay? I'm very hard to impress, in fact. Unfortunately, at the time, I was dealing with a stomach bug, so the stars didn't align it that day, you know what I mean? I was sitting there, I was walking around, basically, and... Looking at all the foods, I was like, I, I was impressed, blown away, in fact. The day prior, though, we went to a place where, where, where we essentially had this burrito covered in cheese, filled with mac and cheese, deep fried in cheese. I don't know how much cheese was in this thing, but right, um, right, you get it. I love cheese, okay, and I thought I could handle this. This burrito fucking destroyed my intestines i mean there are men who push their stomachs to the absolute limit my hat is off to them because i couldn't handle half of the thing i was sweating grease by the end of it so much fucking cheese dude oh my god i mean i was in heaven at the moment and it, it, it was just so good 
but at the same time, it was too much for my stomach. I don't know why it decided the day before we were going to Mexico to do this, but my gut had recently been feeling weaker whenever I eat meats or too much cheese or stuff like that. I'm better now, thankfully. I got some probiotics. I'm pretty sure that's all it was. Um, I'm fine now. But at the time, it hurt. <laughs> I mean, it hurt, you know? It was one of those baby don't stop moments, you know? Where it's like, I wanted more. I couldn't handle more. <laughs> that sounds so weird. Anyway, the, the day afterwards is when we went to Smorgasburg. And unfortunately, I was still dealing with a stomach bug before. However, this is when I had um, a resurgence in an old mentality, right? Because I'm surrounded in Smorgasburg by all this cooked meat, fried stuff, pizzas I've never heard of before, like food from all around the world mixed with other foods from all around the world. And I, I'm not going to say I was overwhelmed, but I didn't really want to test my stomach again. It had just received a fucking haymaker from The Undertaker the day previous, and I had to take it easy. So what did I do? Well, first off, everyone knows this already, okay? A few years ago, I was vegan, and I had to go back to my roots just for that day, you know? I forget what it was that I had, but it was so... It was jaw-droppingly good. Like, I thought, I forgot how good some vegan foods can get. I also feel kind of bad, because a lot of people were like... Like, they were going around the vegan food, right? So there was a noticeable force field of people just avoiding it. <laughs> I, I feel bad. Like, I saw that and I thought, you guys don't know what you're missing. So I went there. I, I think it was a, a pita bread. Something like that. I think it was, okay, it was like a vegan shawarma, basically. And it was very good. So good, in fact, that I had filled up my stomach without hurting it. Because I was, um... I was like a game of Jenga, okay? My stomach was like a game of Jenga. The wrong move, and everything goes everywhere. <laughs> it was This was before Mexico, okay? And you guys already know what Mexico's famous for. All that food over there is unprocessed, okay? So, naturally, I ate it. I was feeling good. I took a picture of myself with one of these cutout standees, but I didn't want to smile, because I don't like smiling in photos. My Roomba just kicked the fucking door open. Jesus. <laughs> Um, thanks, Peggy. Jeez, okay. But yeah, I was walking around, and I noticed this place. It's called Be Bright Coffee. Now, I would never... I don't know. I'm not that big into coffee stuff, right? But when there's a sign outside that says, Home of the 2021 U.S. Cold Brew Championship, and it won first place, I had to test it out myself. I gotta say, I was pretty fucking satisfied. Be Bright Coffee. Try them out. This is not endorsed. They're just good. Okay? They're just really good. I'm not even going to lie. That was some busting ass food. And <laughs> for some reason, the part that stuck out to me that day, right, is after all this food, after everything we did, we went home and we were watching Ordinary Sausage on a big screen in my cousin's, uh, my cousin's room or his recording studio. And he's got this lighting system, right? And it's fucking beautiful. In fact, his room is so amazing. His room slash sound system, everything about it. It's like a, it's an event every time we go. And I love it. The man treats us like royalty. You wish you had a cousin as cool as him. Okay? So if you want to do me a favor, 
support him. Go listen to the Working Voice podcast, okay? You guys are sleeping on a giant ear, okay? This guy's got a future in the industry. Also, um, if you want to make a movie, I'm pretty sure he'd be a good actor. Like, I'm, I'm almost positive he would, okay? Anyway, the day after, <laughs> I, um, you guys probably saw, if you follow me on my TikTok, I made a video roasting one of my buddy Matt, like one of my friends Matt, right there. For no reason, really. I just use his name. It's a very simple name, you know, four letters, fuck it. I recorded myself in Smorgasburg, out loud, camera in front of me, surrounded by people, and I said, look, Matt, all these people, and you get no bitches. But because I'm, because I'm a comedic genius, it cut off the word bitches. It just is bit. That's all it is. You know? That's all it is. Nothing too crazy. Also, I had never seen a cliff in California until the day after. When we went to, what was it? We were headed to San Diego. You know the border there? Where Tijuana is right there? Okay, we were there. And, oh shit, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think I was recognized. I had to leave because I didn't want to be recognized at a fucking truck stop bathroom. Um, <laughs> Gross, I know. But yeah. And I had a nice dinner that night consisting of, you know, Denny's. Nothing too crazy. But the entire time, we were kind of tense, because we, we went to this nice little cheap motel that was right on the border of the U.S. and Mexico. I don't know why I was so tense there. Something about the atmosphere there just didn't feel right. But that was unsubstantiated, because nothing bad happened, right? Like, you just... I don't know. There are some places that give you an off feeling. Whether they're actually a good or bad thing, you know? I didn't like this hotel. I wouldn't go back there. I'm not going to name them for obvious reasons, but what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, there's cheap hotels and then there's dog water hotels. I mean, this place was awful. Like, the bed sheets were like straw. I slept completely uncovered. I just lay there and just thinking about the bed sheets now, I get itchy. Okay, you ever been, you ever been to one of those places? They're so cheap, but for a reason. That's why I'm not riding on them, you know? They, they know what they are. It's like, hey. We're the last one, you know? What are you going to do? Go to Tijuana and sleep on a cactus? Fuck you. They know what they have, so they don't got to they don't gotta do anything, okay? The bathroom door didn't fucking lock. There was an ominous door that opened up and led to another door. What the fuck was that all about? And they say, for safety reasons, please lock this door. I was uncomfortable the whole night. But, you know, you win some, you lose some, okay? very simple also when you go from san diego to tijuana you're immediately met with the dea handing out well they're not handing it out there's a there's these standees right and they offer let me let me look it up here i, I took a picture because i was blown away okay up to 20 million dollars for this person rafa the DEA is seeking information leading to the arrest and her conviction of the below subjects. I don't know what the fuck they did, but there's a $20 million contract, $15 million contract, a $5 million contract, and a bunch of others. And their faces are just on display. My first thought was, really, really think about that. There are people who are just trying to visit their families, right? And the DEA is like, hey, we have a contract on these people. And it's like, can you fucking not? Uh, like, can you please not? Not here, okay? 
This isn't Metal Gear Solid, okay? I'm not gonna grab this poster and go, I'm on my way, and just like run, sprint, full tackle them, you know? <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about that subject too much, because Mexico's famous for one thing, and that's cartel. It's like seven head cartel members. I've never heard of any of these people, but I took a picture of them, because I'm gonna be honest, that pick goes hard. <laughs> I actually have a picture of myself standing on top of the the U.S.-Mexican border. Like at some point, we needed a passport just to get into this um, into this airport, right? And I liked it. I liked the idea because like we were walking over this man-made line that separates two countries, two cultures, two everything. Okay, there's history behind that line, and it was. I don't know. It, it felt unique in the moment because I was like, I'm crossing this border that I've seen. I haven't seen in years, okay? You guys got to understand. I haven't been to Mexico in 18 years. I was a little kid when I last saw my grandma and that's who we were going to go see. But at the same time, I see it, right? I look at the pictures from when I was just sitting there waiting for the plane and it just blows my mind, right? Here's another thing. Not only have I not seen my grandma in 18 years, I've never taken an airplane. So this was my first time flying. I was in a blind panic and I could not tell anyone anything. So the entire time we were waiting for the plane, I began sweating profusely and that did not look good on me. My parents and everyone were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I get on the, like, we get on the plane, we get seated, they start telling us the whole thing, you know, they're like, mm, life best and everything, yeah, whatever. And, and then they, and then the plane starts taking off, right? The moment it shakes, I fucking clasp onto the chair, I'm like, oh my god, because I've never flown before, right? So imagine my shock when I'm just shaking in this chair, and it's like, ah, I, I've heard statistically we're more likely to crash than we are to you know, crash in a car than we are to crash in a plane. I was still scared, okay? I've never flown before. But the moment it was in the air, I looked down and I just lost all anxieties. You know? Y you look down on Earth. Y you look down from that tiny window and you realize just how fucking small we are, you know? Earth is massive. I only saw a tiny chunk of it from the plane. But the higher we went, the more I could see. And it got to a point where we were in the clouds and I felt, I felt another, just another sense, you know, uh, something I've never felt before. I liked it beyond words. I liked it because of what I was experiencing for the first time. Like, yeah, a lot of people, you're used to flying. Good for you. Congratulations. You're like, mm, there's nothing too big about flying. It's an inconvenience. Is it though? We are humans. We came from monkeys and we're fucking flying now. That felt amazing to me. I'm sweating right now talking about it. Also, it's hot in here, but you know, whatever. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. The landing was terrifying because we hit a lot of, like a lot of turbulence, seriously. We landed in a storm because we actually took a plane from Tijuana. It's like on the border of um, California, Tijuana. And uh, we took off from there. And we landed in another state. I'm not going to say what state it was. But it was it was about a, um, a three-hour flight. Three and a half hours. 
I've never experienced turbulence, so experiencing it for the first time, it might have been scary if, and this is the thing, this is the snotty me that's about to come out. You guys are probably gonna hate me for what you're gonna hear, right? I saw wine made from, in Guatemala, right? And me, uh, I guess you guys don't know this about me. I like to taste different wines. So I, I bought one on the plane. Hang on, let's see here. I think I have a picture of it so I can get the name of it. Most of the pictures I have are from, <laughs> are from the window because I just thought it was really nice. Here it is. Cabernet Sauvignon. Valle de Guatemala, Baja California, Mexico. You know, Lacetto wine. There we go. They gave me a small bottle. I drank it. I did my whole taste test thing, right? You know, the whole swish it around the cup, see it stick on the sides. But they gave me a they gave me a paper cup. I don't think it would have worked, right? It's not supposed to work properly. There's a reason that the, the wine glass is shaped like that and everything. Okay, I don't want to get into it. If you know about wine, you know, okay? So I drank this wine. It did not taste good. And then I remembered. There's this thing that people talk about where it's like, mm, what's the deal with airline food? Um, first off, I heard that joke for years. I didn't get it until we ordered some foods. And we just got like... I think my dad ordered nachos. If I remember, he got stale chips and like a plate of substance. That was not cheese. It was not cheese at all. But he didn't want to eat it. And I noticed all these foods and I thought, okay, maybe there's something here, right? Maybe our taste buds are different from the environment. Some shit like that. I don't know. So I gave the wine a chance. Admittedly, when you're flying in a plane, you get drunk very, very quickly. So a single bottle of wine, and I mean, this wasn't a big bottle. This was, the, think of like the size of a Modelo, you know, that much wine. I drank, a, I drank the cup, and I ate the little chocolates that it came with. Super bitter, but fuck it. I'm on a plane. I don't give a shit. So as we're hitting turbulence, drunk me starts going, wee. <laughs> And my parents were like, are you, are you okay, son? I offered him some wine. Fuck it. And I was like, hey, makes the landing way smoother. You know what I mean? I was on cloud nine with that shit. By the way, in uh, Mexico, they still have the COVID masks. Very important you keep them on. Get vaccinated. This, this is a PSA. I think. Anyway, I was drunk. We landed. Um, We didn't fucking land. Imagine that. The plane landed successfully. And there was a big storm at the time. It was amazing. Like, it was beautiful. So, by the time we land, right, it's actually really late. Like, it skips ahead two days. Or, like, two days. Holy shit, no. Two hours. Two or three. Something like that. One of those, okay? But the jet lag hits while I'm a little buzzed. So, I'm sitting there. It's like, we're in Mexico. We're in Mexico. It hits me hard. You know, the smells in the air are different. Very different. What hit me the hardest out of everything was, I think the, here, here's a, here, let me explain it this way. In the US, diesel trucks have DEF in it, and it's a chemical that gets rid of the strong smell of burning diesel, because burning diesel does not smell good, and it smells very powerful. They don't have that chemical in Mexico, unfortunately. 
So we were on this highway and my stomach was hurting. And keep in mind, I had just finished a bottle of wine. I was, yeah, I was drunk, but not that drunk. I was coming down from it. And for some reason, I just started offering everyone mints. Like I was sitting in my own head, you know? My cousin was there and you know, that side of the family. I love them, by the way, they're great people. It's just, I wish I hadn't drank the wine at this point. Because turbulence made me giggle, so... <laughs> it probably didn't look too good on me, you know? All I remember, right, was... Just... Waking up in in my cousin's house in... What was it called? Michoacan, there we go. Beautiful, beautiful place. Their house was well-kept. They were amazing. I love them. Javier, I hope to see you again. I forget my other cousin's name. Give me a sec. Olivia. There we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, sorry. I, I never mentioned... Um, we were we, we were in this town, right? But we, we were all tired. Very, very sleepy. If I, what I remember correctly, right, is being so damn thirsty. And... In Mexico, it's advised you don't drink the water, which I guess, you know, the tap water. It just makes sense. So we got bottled water instead. Good idea. Very good. However, they have this thing. Um, over here, we call it Pedialyte because it's the brand name. But over there, it's called Sueto. And they drink it a lot. And it really does hydrate you way better than water does. Like, admittedly, you could replace water entirely with Sueto. I mean, it'd be expensive, but you could do that. So that's what we were doing most of the time, because it, like, honestly, it tasted really good. I liked it, especially the one my um my my uncle recommended, this blue raspberry one. It was so fucking good. And having the original Takis in the country that they're made in, it's next level when you have them fresh. You know, they're not stale, spicy as fuck. By the way, oh, there's also this thing, right? There's this whole rumor where it's like. Well, it's not a rumor. It's definitely rooted in fact where Mexico has a lot of spicy food. Yeah, it does. But it has a lot of other stuff too. A lot of savory foods. We like savory, okay? And I remember I remember it being... Did we go at night or what was it? Yeah, it was in the morning. Okay. The next day was a historic moment for, for me and the family. It was a beautiful moment, in fact. We went back to where it all started. We went back to the village. And I'm just going to call it that, okay? The village. And fuck, man. It felt otherworldly driving through it again. I felt like... Um, I felt like I was coming back to a land that I haven't seen in so long. To the point where everything changed, right? First off, here's how long it's been since I was there. There was a functioning road. There wasn't one when I was there. When we drove there and I was a kid, there was a dirt road. That's it. That's all it was. And there were pigs in the street because they, they could wander freely. The wild hogs. Seriously, wild hogs. It was amazing. Not really wild. So, so they, were, they belonged to some people. But they were raising them for their meat. Very delicious pig meat. By the way, holy shit. If you've never had freshly slaughtered pig, you are missing out. I mean, Jesus the thought, the taste, the smell there is nothing like it on earth 
Wow, that was a very bubbly burp. I'm, I apologize for that. Anyway, everything there in Mexico is fresh. There is no other way to put it. So in, in America, you, we buy our meat at a grocery store, right? You get it, and it might have been frozen for a long time. You know? You never know. In Mexico, you probably saw the animal. Period. You know? You could have seen it alive the next day. Or the day before. And the next day, you're eating it. That's how fresh it was. I was unprepared for that. Because the flavor profile was far more substantial than I had given it credit for. However... In Mexico, I have noticed one thing. Very crucial, actually. Here, let me let me bring this up. This is very important. In the U.S., we have high sodium in everything, okay? We like to over-season things, almost. And the way I know this is because when you eat foods over there, it almost tastes like it's always missing that salt. But it still fills you just the same. If anything, it fills you more. And going there, what I recognized right away was the smells in the air and just how fresh the air felt. It was almost like undisturbed land. Yeah, there were cars there, sure, but they were barely used. You walk everywhere. There's hills all over the place. Everyone there's so like, their legs are fucking jacked, you know, like they're strong. And it just felt unique to me. I almost felt like I've never seen this place before until I walked around and I saw this little mud hut where when I was a child, there was a massive storm here, right? Because I hadn't been here in 18 years. I was a little kid. There was this massive golf ball-sized hail destroying a lot of things, right? And I had never seen something like that. I was a little kid. I was scared, terrified, and my grandma helped me. And that's, that's a soft spot in my heart right there. Her holding me, and she was like, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to translate because she said it in Spanish, but she's like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. You'll be safe here. And yeah, it's, um, it was a deep moment in my childhood because the room where that had happened was destroyed. And it wasn't destroyed while we were there. It was destroyed while I was gone. But like I saw it and I just, I pictured little me there, you know? Because when I was there the first time, I was like, this village felt so big when I was a kid. And now I'm coming back as one of the tallest men in the fucking village. And it didn't feel so big anymore, you know? It felt small, but it felt cozy. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I wish they had Wi-Fi there. <laughs> I think that was the only thing wrong with the whole place. There was no uh, there was no cell service. I loved it regardless. Like I think I think back on it and I think yeah I got sick yeah some stuff was you know I would change some things but that's my family there you know. That's where we came from. And there was so much history there. We were just talking and talking and talking about it. About how this land was my grandma's and she gave this portion and this portion to my uncle and, and this uncle. Because I started realizing, I was like, these buildings weren't here before. And my dad explained it. I was like, this, um, this little house is uh, built by hand, by your uncle's hands. And this is where... Um, this is the plot of land where you used to play with your marbles when you were a kid, you know, stuff like that. And it's just, it's overwhelming now, you know? But I, I think my problem is I never know what to, I, I never know how to express something in the moment. So at the time, 
It was just silence. It was just the breeze, you know? The sounds of chickens. Dogs playing. The breeze just... Like, all the clouds were... They were fucking massive. And it was all broken by this loud-ass rooster just going... It was like, can you shut the fuck up, dude? I'm experiencing tranquility at the moment. It was, um... It was a beautiful time. It's one that I'll never forget. You know, that first day you get there. And the sun's rising, and you realize how scorching hot it is. But it doesn't matter. Like, like I feel like since the air was so clean that the sun could hit your face, right? And you would, you would feel warm. You'd feel toasty. But it was a comforting warmth. It was like, this is home for many people. But yeah, that's that's what I have noticed about the place is that it's not what it used to be. When I was a kid, different rules. There was kids everywhere, you know, all of them my age, you know. They had moved on, sadly. When I went to the village, I was, um, there was no one my age there to talk to or hang out with. So for the most part, I was just exploring like I was a kid again. It, um, it was nice, but at the same time, you know, I just wish they had Wi-Fi. Okay, before you guys think I'm some American snob for saying that, think of it like this. I had gone, what, 16, 17 years with just surrounded by technology, right? So to be pulled out of it into an environment where, you know, it's very minimal, which there was still tech there, don't get me wrong, but it was mostly old-fashioned. It's just, I don't know, a bit of a culture shock, just a small one. Because I had definitely been in this situation before. So I'm glad that that happened. Holy shit, I just realized the time. That's going to do it for this part of the podcast. Um, There's going to be a part two for sure. This was literally three days in. No, two days in, actually. So I'm going to go off on it a bit more later because I was there for two weeks, okay? The previous episodes were pre-recorded. I'm recording this the day of, okay? Because I have a new job now. Sweet. I'm going to talk about that later, too. But I'm going to have more free time, too. All right. I'll see you guys next week.